Uh, Liam, Dylan, uh, great speaking with you. Thanks for having me. Can you comment on the situation that is happening to a, a number of, of different cities and the, the concept of builder's remedy, which is basically is that the city's uh, zoning restrictions are being temporarily suspended because they failed to meet certain housing obligations? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that is uh, both uh, relatively new and relatively old. Um, this is a provision, as you said, when cities are out of compliance with state housing planning laws. And just briefly on that, every eight years, every city in the state has to submit a plan to uh, housing department at the state of California to say, this is how we plan to accommodate population growth, the areas of the city where they, where they want to uh, have that growth and set aside land for affordable housing. The state has to sign off on those plans. And in places where the state says your plan is not good, um, if you miss a deadline, then you're subject to kind of a host of consequences. And one of these consequences is what's known as the builder's remedy. Um, and that has been part of, um, you know, California planning law or state housing law for the past 30 years. But it has not really ever been used before and, and until now when there's been a lot more teeth that have been put into sort of enforcement of these laws, and you're now seeing developers take advantage of this uh, of this provision really for the first time. So basically, it's an older law that's recently been strengthened. Has it been strengthened recently, or is it, or is it just that it's being enforced more, and what is the background on this specific law? Yeah, so it's been strengthened recently in terms of the ways that developers might find this more attractive, and so it's been strengthened recently as part of this, these sort of host of measures that state lawmakers have passed over, say, the past five years that have uh, targeted local restrictions such as zoning and parking requirements and uh, things like that as a sort of a key uh, uh, plank that's blocking housing construction across California. The idea is if you loosen some of those restrictions, then more housing to home building will flow, um, you know, across the state. And so uh, in this case, you know, again, cities being out of compliance with, with, with what the state um, planning laws are, gives the developer the option to come in basically on any parcel um, in the city that they want, that they own, and say, this is what we're going to do here uh, without respect to sort of zoning and density requirements, uh, provided that a certain percentage of, of whatever developer's project is going to be is going to be set aside for uh, specifically low-income housing. So uh, Santa Monica, a number of different cities, they, they could actually see unprecedented building booms. Can you comment on the sheer scope of housing that could be rubber stamped? Yeah, so I think it, it is probably most likely in terms of the experts that I spoke with to, to have the most effect in kind of wealthier communities that have been uh, generally anti-growth. You know, you, my story referenced Santa Monica and um, basically the population of Santa Monica is, is roughly 90,000 people, which is only slightly larger than it was 50 years ago, right? So certainly there's not been a lot of growth in Santa Monica in, in decades. And so this is a place where uh, for obvious reasons, Santa Monica is lovely, um, is that there's a lot of demand to live there. And so developers are saying, well, wow, here's an opportunity to kind of lock in um, building projects that otherwise never would have gotten, never would get approved. For instance, uh, in one of these projects in Santa Monica, there's about 4,500 total apartments uh, being planned. One of them is a 15-story high-rise um, that includes 2,000 new apartments. Um, uh, and so that's a project, you know, again, that without this sort of uh, builder's remedy option would be very, very unlikely to get approved there.
I think I heard also uh, a project just recently proposed in downtown Beverly Hills. One in Beverly Hills. Um, it, that's the 15-story the high-rise there uh, off Wilshire. Uh, there's uh, also a big development uh, being proposed in Redondo Beach, 2,200 homes on the site of a former, power, a former power plant. And again, what we're seeing in this list is the communities where uh, are certainly desirable. People want to live in Santa Monica. They want to live in Beverly Hills. They want to live in Redondo Beach, uh, but there's not been a lot of growth there over the past few decades. And so developers are saying, here's our, here's our opportunity to get big projects done. It's, it's a number of cities, uh, including Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, Redondo Beach, uh, Del Mar. Are you able to comment specifically on this region here in Santa Barbara and neighboring cities, which basically is a very anti-growth region and very uh, low amount of new housing has been approved or built. Uh, Are you able to comment on Santa Barbara in particular? And is there a way to check if a city is compliant to these housing requirements? Sure. So I don't have any specific information at at hand about where Santa Barbara is in this um, housing process. The state has to buy sort of by region over a period of time, you know, the Bay Area, I know uh, their deadline for getting housing plans in is uh, is January uh, as it relates to Santa Barbara. I'm, I don't have that information off the top of my head. Um, uh, but cities that are out, are, are out of compliance with Santa Barbara would face these same um, uh, potential consequences as, as those currently in effect in Southern California and in San Diego. Uh, if people want to check to see if their city is in compliance, they can go on the State Housing Department website um, and they have a list of communities that, that are in and or and are out. And also you can check what the latest sort of correspondence has been between the State Department and the local jurisdiction to see sort of where they are in, um, in, the, in, the, in the process. Is this the very first time in California's history that Builder's Remedy has been used? So uh, it's tough to know with that with 100% accuracy um, that the law has been in place for 30 years. Um, and according to the experts that I've spoken with, if this is not the first time it's ever been used, certainly this is the first time this has been used to such an extent. How are cities uh, responding? And are, are could cities submit an updated plan as a compromise, or is there a way for them to legally uh, stifle the process? Right. So uh, uh, Santa Monica and, well, Redondo Beach in particular, are a lot of folks there do not want this to happen. Um, it's unclear the avenues, you know, where it, how it can be stopped uh, potentially, you know, one thing that that uh, uh, is one method potentially is the California Environmental Quality Act uh, that requires, especially for big projects, sort of lengthy environmental reviews uh, before projects are uh, are approved. Um, in these cases, again, the big projects will most likely face a pretty rigorous assessment under that law, and that law is also sort of ripe for litigation. So even if the city is perhaps compelled to uh, approve the particular project, there could be hiccups or uh, problems or ways to deny via the, via the environmental process. As it relates to um, the housing plans, you know, once a city comes into compliance with the housing plan, uh, the, with the state uh, on their housing plan, the builder's remedy is no longer an option. However, many of these developers are arguing that if they file their plans, their development plans, while the city is out of compliance, even if they come into compliance later, then um, then their right is vested, and so they'll be able to build um, again what they're what they want, um, even if the city later comes into compliance. 
Is there room for uh, corruption if, say, developers might decide to back anti-growth local politicians for ulterior motives to make a profit off a property? I mean, I think that there's always there's always the possibility of corruption, uh, you know, in any sort of context, right? I mean, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to to one uh, a law professor from UC Davis about this, and he said, "Look, you know, it used to be that." Uh, developers wanted to be nice to city councils because that was the only way their projects would get approved. And so they donate to their campaigns. They would, you know, kind of make nice with their project submittals and project and project proposals uh, in an effort to kind of get the wheels greased. Right. And whether or not you think that's legalized corruption or in some cases actual corruption, that's sort of always been there. Um, with respect to the law, however, um, and this sort of new tax that some developers are taking, uh, they're relying on their sort of their what the law says and their rights and not their relationships with cities to get their projects approved. And so um, you could argue, I guess, in some sense, by relying just on the, the, the clean letter of the law or the, the, the direct letter of the law, that may be a less, you know, a less corrupt or influential process or process with influence in it than uh, you might have otherwise have. What is your response to critics of Builders Remedy who say that it violates the rights of cities or that it's overly coercive of local control? Ah, uh, well, I think that we're going to see whether that um, how some of that plays out in court. Um, I think there's always, though, however, been a tension between um, the state and state lawmakers, which, you know, over decades to varying success um, has said that housing is a statewide concern and, and, and affordable housing in particular, whereas, you know, locals, their primary argument has been we should control um, the look and feel of our of our community. And that tension has existed in California sort of forever. Um, I, I will say that over the last, again, five years or so, you've seen state officials um, having a lot less deference to local priorities, uh, given the extreme housing shortage that we find ourselves in. Uh, Liam, Dylan, uh, thanks for the interview uh, with KCSB News. Uh, this is Robert Stark.